Welcome to episode 16 of Little Muck, a tiny slice of the Muck podcast where we talk to people in the media and politics about their favorite stories or experiences. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary, tell us about today's guest. Well, I am super excited because I'm like a little bit stalkerish fan <laughs> of this person because he's so amazing. So we are going to talk to Florida State Senator Chevron Chev Jones. He is a, a former educator, public servant, and consensus builder who gets results on the issues facing Florida families. In 2012, he was elected to the Florida House in District 101, championing meaningful bipartisanship legislation, including two consecutive bills to secure dignity for incarcerated women, statewide expansion of a clean syringe exchange program, safety and oversight for athletic coaches for young athletic teams and ensuring transparency and account- accountability via police body cameras. And to t- today, Chevron Jones proudly serves Florida's 35th Senate District, which includes portions of Broward and Miami-Dade County. The- Welcome, Senator Jones. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my gosh. Now, the last yes. time I talked to you, you were a lowly old Florida housewife. <laughs> and, now, <laughs> and now here you are uh, with this historic, amazing win in 2020 to be the first openly LGBTQ state senator uh, in Florida Senate, which is absolutely amazing. I'm so proud of you. How do you feel about this historic win? Oh, you know, you know what? It's a... It's definitely a um, a ceiling breaker, um, but I, I'm looking forward to us getting to a place to where there are no more firsts. So mm-hmm. um, if uh, if it's if it's me leading this this charge to pave the way to make it easier for someone else uh, to be able to be senator um, and to no, they no longer have to be questioned on their sexuality and whether or not it qualifies them to lead. Then I I I I can do that. Oh, that's incredible! Yes. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about your work as a Florida House Rep, and specifically the two incredible bills that you worked on—the Dignity Act and the Tammy Jackson Act. Mm-hmm. And we'd all, you know, if you want to just tell us a little bit about that, and also, you know, in conjunction with that, what you think is the most important issue as a legislature uh, in Florida. You know, the, when we did Dignity for Incarcerated Women, um, the I mean, I knew um, that that was something that I would uh, have a great deal of respect for. Uh, not even sorry, not, respect is not the right word. It, it, it was something that I would try to, um, because of how it came to me, um, looking at the uh, the people who came to my office, uh, those women who came to share why this was important to them. And that was meaningful legislation because no lobbyists came to bring it to me. It wasn't given by another legislator. It wasn't given by an agency. It came directly from people. And you know, it, that, it, it meant a lot to know that there were people who were advocating to give women access to free feminine hygiene products. Why? Because it's the most, it's the humane thing to do mm-hmm. uh, because the situation in which they are, uh, they were currently with the, the situation that they were in, excuse me, prior to this bill passing, was inhumane. I don't care where a woman uh, or any individual, where uh, what they have done, everyone still deserves to live a humane life. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's it's just still incredible to me that, you know, here we are in, in 2020, 2019, uh, 
that that this was even an issue that it even had to be put forth as a bill that that yeah, it wasn't well, even happening yeah well even that's with the, the that's a shocker that's yeah. that's the that's the most frustrating part about all of it and then yeah. since Tammy Jackson, that she was a woman who gave birth in the Broward Jail alone, right. um, crying right. and screaming in pain. It was so awful. And then um, since then, since that act has passed, there another woman was forced to give birth alone in the Broward Jail. And I think because of this act, the the officers that were there were actually fired and an action was taken that might not have happened before this act. Right. They, uh, the officers were fired. The uh um, who else was fired? The, uh, the director of the jail was fired. So, mm-hmm. uh, swift, swift action was taken to, to bring, to bring some correction to the correctional facility. Right. So you turned out as a Florida house rep and then you ran for Senate. Obviously you won that seat. What is, what are some important issues you think that are, are in dire need right now in the state of Florida, um, in 2020? Cause this legislative session is coming up pretty fast yes. for you guys. I would say in the qualified immunity, um, COVID relief for small businesses, Medicaid expansion, cannabis reform, um, and uh, we absolutely must push for legislation that will repair our budget. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the obvious, mm-hmm. uh, considering that we are $4 billion down and we can't continue wasting public dollars on mm. prosecuting people or um, or incarcerating people uh, on, on our healthcare system because people just don't have insurance. So these are the things that are important right now. We have to drop the ideological shields and talk about what those fights are costing us because it's wasting millions and millions of dollars. And you're really good at that. You're really one of you're one of the legislature le- legislators that is very good at crossing the aisle. You we've talked about that before in another conversation that you and I had had. And you talk about going to the person as another person and not thinking about what party they belong to because you are fighting for the people and it's easier to say like this is for the greater good of the people. That's and, right. Right. And so you don't you're not afraid of crossing the aisle and saying and uh you know, let's work together on this, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's where it's at. I mean, when you, when you, when you fight for, if you're fighting in your interest, then, then that's when the the bickering and everything uh, gets in the way because I mean, it's, it's all of you. But when you take the people who you're fighting for in the fight with you, it changes the conversation, right? And and how does that work on some of the, I guess, hotter, hot button topics like the. Um, you know, uh, the, there's a bill we know coming up that is going to be uh, potentially a full abortion ban in Florida. Um, we have the governor putting forth, you know, extending that stand your ground with the anti-mob proposal that he adds in. So how how does that work as far as crossing the aisle on some of the more, I guess, contentious kind of topics? Well, I mean, the the, the hard part about that is that the, the Republicans will bring forth those bills right and and there's there's really nothing we can do about it except galvanize bring people along on this political this um this engage civic engagement journey with us to call out these type of type of bills that's coming forth uh they, they the republicans are going in florida are going to do what they want to do and so what we have to do is message it enough so our constituents know that they have fighters in us um, and the Republicans, they, they tend to, yeah, they, they, they know that we, we can't support that. So it's, it's being able to, um, to address them off of the, address them based off of 
the policy. You stick it to the policy, not the people, right? And and I think that's where that's where I'm at. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't attack people. Yeah, and, and that goes Democrat or I mean I mean that goes to my Republican colleagues. I I, I disagree with your policy. And that's what I'm fighting. I'm fighting your policy. I don't want to fight you. I'm fighting your policy that you put forth because it's mean spirited, uh, and it to- it goes totally against uh, what half of this state and half of this country even want. I mean, and, and, and you're you should really should do a values check, and that's what it is. That's what you're asking them to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. So this is a bit of a light-hearted question. Um, I follow you on Instagram and. You post post these incredible motivational messages a couple of times a week. um, And they, I really, they're my favorite. I look forward to them. Um, I, I was telling Hillary, uh, I call them Chevisms. So (laughs) so what inspired you to do that kind of messaging? Um, so every morning when we were, when we were growing up, my dad, um, used to, uh, we used to pray every morning. My dad would give us like uh, encouraging words, and so uh, so they were those were our affirmations every morning. And when we were driving to school, my mom also would uh, give us affirmations before we got out of the car. So um, I got through college students giving uh, giving myself affirmations also. So they weren't there to do it. I had to start doing it myself mm-hmm. after I graduated from college. I started teaching. Um, and I started doing the same thing with my students and giving them affirmations. Every morning they walk into the classroom, we would say the same affirmation every morning. Trust mm-hmm. yourself, think for yourself, act for yourself, speak for yourself, be yourself, imitation is suicide. We say it every morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> imitation is suicide, Emerson. Yes, yes. One of the transcendentals. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we would, I would say, so I to pass it on to my students. And, uh, it just it just it's a it's a booster for me. Oh well, I absolutely love it. Um, is there any writer, philosopher, anyone that inspires you, or does it just sort of come from the heart? It does. It got, so it it, does, it comes from me reading, or it comes for. So I have a in my phone. I have like a, I have like hundreds of like quotes. Like throughout the day, sometimes if something hit, sparks me, I'll I'll just write the quote down, and I probably won't use it for a long time, but. Um, wherever my heart is that morning, then I'll post it. Some mornings I won't post at all. And some people, I'm, I'm sure some people probably notice it. Some mornings I won't post a motivational quote because either one, I, I've, I've gotten too busy to be able to post something, or two, um, yeah, I need a, I need a message more than anything. So I, I'm, I, I'd rather post with good energy. So I, if, I, if I, my energy is not uh, uh, good on that day, I choose not to post. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're always, like I said, they're always positive. Um, and you know, I was looking at some before you came on and, you know, let them be wrong about you. You have nothing to prove. Um, you know, all of these just, I, I love them. They just, I think it's just a wonderful addition and we don't really see, I don't really see that from other yeah. reps, you know? So yeah. it, it's something. Senators, can, excuse me. Yes, senators. Senators. <laughs> Sorry. It's so funny. Sorry, uh, so. You know, but you, but you know what? And I, and I, I, I tried to, you know, there was a point where I was going to stop because I'm like, well, this is not, this is not what elected officials are supposed to be doing. I don't think I'm supposed to be putting more, more quotes on this stuff. And so then I said to myself, maybe like, uh, I don't know, maybe it was like two or three years ago. I said, well, if I have this platform, and if people are looking for me to guide them legislatively, I'm sure they're okay with me giving like some encouraging words, which I'm which is fine. So I just kept doing that. 
I love it, too, because it makes me feel like as a legislator, like when I see it on Twitter or whatever, I think to myself, he's in a good headspace. Things are going to get done. Like, that's yes. how it is. <laughs> right? Right? Like, that's how I feel. Like, if he's feeling good, we're going to do yes. some stuff in Tallahassee today. Like, that's, yes. you know? <laughs> so Fair. speaking of, like, how do you – we saw Georgia flip, and so I was just curious, like, what do you think? Do you think that in Florida we have ch- a chance to, like – I don't know, in two years, but let's say four years, like we have a little chance to inch maybe towards purple. Like, are you, do you have any hopes for that? Absolutely. I, absolutely. I believe, I believe there, there is hope for us, us to do it, but we have to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. We can't do it bickering and fussing. Um, we can't do it um, trying to, uh, trying to make uh, each other feel bad for this and for that. I mean, it, it has, it has to be done um, the right way. And so, it, and I, actually, I just shared this with somebody not too long ago that yeah, you can't you can't win a war fighting each other. Mm. Um, you just can't. I mean, I'm sure there are times that soldiers get on the field and they might disagree with the strategy, but then at the end of the day, you know, what's for the what's in the greater good for all of us? And that's what we have to get from it. And you just, you have to put egos aside, and everybody has to be everyone has to be willing to, to follow the captain. Right. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't you can't have everybody trying to lead. I mean, somebody's somebody's gonna have to humble themselves and, and follow the league. And also, it's 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 kind of funny because politics is you got to sell your brand a little bit. And I wonder too, it's not focus on the opposition, but focus on like what you are and who you are and what you believe in and what you can do for for the general public. And that's how we get more people to vote for Democrats. I don't yeah. know, like <laughs> like you're saying, don't attack yeah. them. Focus on who you're trying to sell this stuff yeah. to, like who we need to get behind us to get us into right. office, so we can have the power to make these really positive changes. That's right. That's right. Whew. That's oh right. Oh, my goodness. It's a lot of work. It's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot, of, work. A lot of work to be done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so is there anything just in, in your new role as senator that you are most excited about? You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm always up for a challenge. So I'm really up for the challenge in this new district. It's, it's a very mm-hmm. big district. It's an area I've never represented before, which is Miami. Um, and so it's a, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to um, to to learning my way. Because right now, I'm like all over the place. I was just telling somebody, they're like, "How's everything going?" I'm like, usually by now, I have everything all set up, my bills. But I feel like I'm, I'm having a hard time uh, getting myself together. But uh, I, I'm doing much better than I was a few weeks ago. Awesome. Well, good. I'm so excited that you're going to be there, and we're yes. rooting for you. We're such huge fans, and. Uh, I we really appreciate you taking the time today. It means the world to us. Yes. Oh, thank you, thank you so for having much. me. Thank you, Laurentina. I appreciate you all. All right. Have oh, a good thanks. night. Thank you. You too. Bye. No problem. No problem. Bye bye. Bye bye. If you want to learn more about this week's guest, please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Muck Podcast. To support the Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Music for the Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Doherty.